Central Perk is proud to present the music of Miss Phoebe Buffet. Hi. Um, I want to start with a song that's about that moment when you suddenly realize what life is really all about. Okay, here we go. Okay, thank you very much. How you doing? And welcome <laughs> to Friends of the Podcast. Ooh. Our friends retrospective here on Best Film Ever. My name's Ian. And I'm Georgia. Uh, listen to the end. I'll probably put the, the first bailed attempt. <laughs> the intro. <laughs> the intro the, and after the credits. Um, yeah, so we're here for our second kick at the can. We did not quit. We didn't. No. No. Huzzah. Yep. Two down. They say, this, they say the second one's the hardest one. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. <laughs> So we're here to talk today about, uh, it feels like we're tempting fate, season one, episode seven, uh, our second episode we're doing though, the one with the blackout. Yes. Uh, so uh, if this is your first time here, I mean, basically, um, where have you been? Uh, <laughs> outside of that, uh, George and I are going to go through, uh, are going through for the next, I don't know how many episodes, <laughs> quite a few, Lots. Uh, a bit of a friend's retrospective is a little way to sort of uh, do a little more content here on the BFE, uh, and I watched Friends in real time. So mm-hmm. as it was coming out, I don't watch season one a whole lot, but from season, I don't know, two, maybe three onwards, I'm I'm, I'm very invested. Yeah. Um, whereas you... Much more casual viewer once it was all out on DVD. After the fact. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going back and sort of uh, reminiscing, but just also, I mean, this was brought to us by our Patreon backers. They decided they wanted to uh, us, us to do this. Yep. So we're... We're we're going down that way. We're, we want to do something sitcommy, yeah. And so this is where they went, and I was fine with any of the four. So I'm thrilled to be doing this. Mm-hmm. We had promised them a sitcom in a year that didn't happen. It's going to be much longer. <laughs> so we're we're. Uh, I mean, Ethan would say we're quantum leaping all the way back to <laughs> November third, nineteen ninety four. Yeah. So I I want to add something mm-hmm. this week. What's going on in the world? What's going on in the world? Well, I can tell you what something that was going on in okay, the world. Okay, because I've got, I've got some things going on in the world as well. What, what, what do you have? I have that on the same evening as this aired, yep. um, an episode of Mad About You aired, which was called Pandora's Box, where someone in it causes the city-wise power, power outage. Ah, that's cool. Um, and then also uh, on an episode of A Madman of the People, they are also aired on the same day. They are also in a blackout. They did a thing for a while where they tried to sync, have synergy between some of their episodes. And yeah. we'll see this later on where uh, there's some Mad About You guest stars that happen on Friends, whether mm-hmm. it's an episode that we cover, I don't uh, know. There's also ER Right. crossover on friends they were really trying as hard as they could to, to sort of create the synergy between all of the shows and therefore hopefully create an audience who would stick around for all two hours yeah so uh, two yeah three of the four programs that kind of aired in that evening were all in the blackout yeah that's cool yeah what was going on in the world outside of nbc's thursday night lineup who knows Oct- oh, I, I can tell you oh. october 31st 1994, American tennis star Venus Williams makes her professional debut as a 14-year-old. Wow. So, you know, it's only 28 years until Will Smith would then portray her father and slap Chris Rock on stage. 
Yeah. There we go. Um, she would win with a 6-3-6-4 win over a former NCAA champion in Oakland, California. Uh, Michael Jordan's number 23 jersey retired. It means nothing to me. Uh, when you do really well in sports, they tend to retire your number, meaning no one can ever wear that number again. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Are you not going to run out of numbers eventually? Well, there are like 100. Yeah, but that's not that many. Michael Jordan wasn't just a regular player, though. It's not okay. like, yeah, you have to be really, really good. How many numbers have they ever retired? The, oh, I have no idea. I would guess probably about five. Okay. Still, eventually, you might run out. Eventually. They'll, they'll reset after a while, maybe. <laughs> but not Michael Jordan. But the funny thing was, his number would be unretired because he would come out of retirement. Uh-huh. So first, he would wear number 45. Mm-hmm. And then he wasn't playing very well, so they got he the number. They literally took the. They literally lowered his number out of the out of the rafters, and I think he took the jersey off and put it on. <laughs> and then he was really good again. So there's something in that. And then two days after, so the same day this aired, the first PlayStation One console was released by Sony in Japan. We had a PlayStation One. Did you? Yep. I had one. Way after. Oh, but this would have been way way after. Like, I think there's gonna be a PS2 by the time I get my PS One. There's probably a PS3 almost by the time yeah. we have a PS1. Because I remember... Because I can remember it, which means it must have been at least 2006, I never, like, 2007. I, I didn't have an N64. I didn't have, I didn't have any of this stuff. I had a Super Nintendo. No, that was that was the first yeah. thing we had. So, wow. Well. Uh, so, we've skipped an episode. Mm-hmm. We skipped season one, episode six. And here's what we've missed. Ready? Yep. Plot-wise. Monica's obsessive-compulsive. Okay. They established that in episode six. Because oh. they really hadn't brought that to the floor yet. No. And they do it like in the least organic way possible. They just go, let's do a whole episode about how she's she's really obsessive compulsive. So uh, let's do the deep dive. Could I be any more excited? <laughs> Written by Jeffrey Ashtroff and Mike Sikowitz. Directed by James Burroughs. Is that a name that has any meaning to you? I recognize it. Why do I recognize it? James Burroughs directed almost every episode of Cheers. Ah, so I've seen it on the, yes. On the oh, incredible- thingy. The, but yeah, 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 yep. yeah. Um, so, cold open to this episode, the music of Miss Phoebe Buffay. <laughs> and she says, I just want to share a song about that moment that you, when you realize what life is truly about. And she hits her first chord, and the power goes out. Yeah. Which is the second, if this was real life, the mm-hmm. second greatest power outage I've ever experienced. <laughs> the greatest is when we were part of a group who went and saw Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> yeah. the top gun maverick there's a bit where tom cruise is, is doing a training run yeah and he wants to prove he can drop the bomb onto the location from where he's at yeah and just the perfect time the bomb goes and it falls and we've watched it and it's about to hit and it hits and it detonates and the power in the cinema goes out yep and they tell us all to go home that is as far as i've watched in that film is that right? that's right yeah i did finish it I it's, it, it's, it. it's worth checking out <laughs> Uh, I believe friends of the podcast, Debbie and Richard, have bought the film. You should go over there and catch the last 25 <laughs> minutes. Um, so then we get the uh, – we also get the, the vestibule. So yep. all the friends are, I guess, in Central Perk except for Chandler. Who looks like he's like heading over there. I guess so. Yeah. Chandler's in an ATM vestibule, which was a – I mean, in this country, all of our ATMs are outside. Yeah. At least that I've experienced. Yeah. yeah. Uh, back home, it's a mix. Right. I guess it's extra security. I think you need your card to get into the vestibule. Okay. Yeah, that lets you in, and then as a security measure, and then you can take your money out. That makes make sense. Um, and so the power goes off there, too. But we get the sound effect. The pew. Because that's what happens when the power goes off. Everything goes pew. Fun fact. Yep. Doors on ATM vestibules and those sorts of doors 
the magnetic locks do not lock in a power outage or a fire because of the very reason for trapping people inside. Oh, because uh, Seinfeld would use the fire example and would, would do the same thing. Yeah, so it, yeah, they don't. Yeah. Okay. Um, so Chandler groans and then looks over at who he's in the vestibule with and silently celebrates, and we get the opening. I will say, I'm pointing this out to you, there's a one shot in the season one opening that's not a legitimately shot in Central Perk mm-hmm. that's not from an episode. Yeah, I, I don't think I picked it up because you you said it kind of yeah. as it was on the screen, but it's I'll watch it next time. It's a shot of Monica playing a card. Is it all gathered on the table playing cards? And I know it's not real because from an angle they do not, you could not use right. with the way they lay out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if it was like Community where it's a single camera, there's no studio audience, you yeah. can put the camera wherever you want, that's fine. But this is your typical three, four camera setup where yeah. you just shoot. And it's all on like a stage and it's all on like a giant soundstage yeah yeah Yeah. so that does not exist that is that was shot clearly for the purpose of this opening and i don't think let's have them playing cards (laughs) i'm not sure it gives the the hip new york city lifestyle that they're they're talking about uh so we we begin in in earnest uh we're in monica's apartment she's on the phone with her mom and says the power's out all the way to long island which is a long way and uh, f- uh, her mom asks what she's wearing, and she goes, well, who am I going to meet in a power outage? <laughs> and the joke is maybe an eligible looter or something like that. <laughs> and then Phoebe wants to phone her apartment to make sure her grandmother's okay, but doesn't know her own phone number. Yep. And that's the joke. Phoebe, ha, 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 you don't know your own phone number. Uh, so, and we never do get clarity on if her grandma's okay. <laughs> We cut to Chandler in the vestibule, and he's debating. I will say this. Matthew Perry rescues an episode that's entirely voiceover for him. Yeah, he does entirely a really good Entirely voiceover. And the, and, and the writing's not great. No. He's going, atrium or vestibule? And then he cuts over, and he realizes that this is uh, Jill Goodacre, mm-hmm. and uh, who, who was apparently an actual model. She actual was Jill Victoria's, Goodacre as Jill Goodacre. Yeah, actual Victoria's secret model who was married to Harry Connick Jr. Wow. Yep. Harry Connick Jr. also married Julia Roberts? I think he would. And Julia Roberts would guest star on Friends. Look, look at this. I'm just uh, following yeah, the circle. Around. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, atrium or vestibule. Jill says vestibule. I'm saying vestibule. <laughs> uh, he's Which isn't great dialogue, but his delivery is so good. Yeah. And that's what they said about when they brought Matthew Perry on because they were going to the, – the deal was he'd already committed to a different pilot. Right. And the way it works is if the other pilot gets picked up, mm-hmm. then you um, then you lose them. Yeah. They they can't say, no, no, I'd rather do the friend show. Mm-hmm. So they looked and said, well, what's two, two of the friends were stuck in these sorts of deals. And they, they couldn't get anybody to make the writing sound funny. And they went, when Matthew Perry says it, it sounds funny. Yeah. Uh, part of that's, of course, just Matthew Perry's just a naturally funny man. And they said, what's the... Uh, What's the pilot about he's already committed to? It was about guys working at the airport uh, handling baggage in like the year 2043. <laughs> and they're like, I think we're okay. It's probably okay. It's probably not going to get picked up. <laughs> the other friend in that deal, in a deal similar to that, was Jennifer Anderson. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Um, so uh, Jill's on the phone with her mom, says, I'm, with, I'm not alone. I'm with some guy. And Chandler dances like only Chandler can do <laughs> about being some guy. We go to Monica's apartment. Joey emerges with a menorah. Yep. 
and they call him Rabbi Tribbiani, and there's no reference to Ross and Rachel, Ross and Monica being Jewish. No, also the fact that apparently it was a seven candle, not a nine candle, so it wouldn't have been for Hanukkah. But Joey wouldn't have known that. Joey wouldn't have known that, but, but, but Monica, Monica and Ross, Ross should have. Done. And he went, hey, Chandler had a Jewish roommate. Now, he also had Jewish neighbors because, you know, Monica <laughs> is Jewish. Yeah. They made that quite clear throughout that Monica and Ross are... Uh, at least at least culturally jewish if not practicing members yep. of a jewish faith yeah so it, it seemed like they hadn't come to that decision yeah. yet and i think that's because some of the writers themselves are jewish the 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 creators yeah and maybe they were still wrestling with is this what we want to do with this group this seems like you can tell how far the world's come since 1994 mm-hmm. because should we make them jewish or not as opposed to you know yeah a much bigger discussion about in- inclusivity yeah, on television yeah. these days and that's just that's just playing I don't know David Schwimmer or Courtney Cox's actual uh, faith. No. So, but I, I, I'm, you know, that's just the idea that we don't even know if the actors are Jewish, but just can, can the characters be Jewish? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we go back to the vestibule because Jill, we good acre saying vestibule. I'm saying vestibule. <laughs> and the inner monologue tells Chandler to smile and he goes too much and it creeps Jill out. She was good for what she needed to be in this. Yeah, she was really good. She was really good because, you know, she, she, she doesn't have a lot of acting to do. No. But she's just there for Chandler to interact with, and then he carries all of it in kind of his internal monologue. He does both yeah. voices in a sense. She offers him a cell phone in 1994, which is saying something. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, would a mobile phone work with the power outage? I wasn't sure. Like, obviously, we have battery, but would it get signal? It depends if the uh, it sh- should do, but whether it would have we should do now, but whether it would do have done. Have you ever been part of a large scale blackout? Other than like village wide, no, not really. Because there was a blackout, two thousand and one, two thousand two, where I lived. No, later than that, I think. Yeah, yeah, more like two thousand five, two thousand six. There was a blackout, and um, it went like across like like the whole province of Ontario and like half of like the northeastern wow. U.S. Uh, it was like one of the major areas by which power comes out. I don't know how yeah. it works, but it went out and it was weird. There was like my town. There was the town I worked in. Both of them got hit. The town in between them was somehow off some random other grid <laughs> and was sort of okay. But I, so I'm sitting there going, what do you do? You can't watch TV. Yeah. Radio's very limited. Yeah. And I was like, I know what I can do. What I can did go, you do? I can go golfing. <laughs> I have cash in my pocket as long as they can open the register. Yeah. What does golf require? It requires me walking around. There's no power required. So <laughs> I, I assume it was in the day then. Yeah, I, I had enough petrol. Right, yeah. Oh, it lasted like three days. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and, uh, so and we got paid for it. That's all right then. <laughs> so it was great. So went and played golf and all that sort of stuff. Uh, but I remember, like, you couldn't get your mobile phone to get, like, a signal because everywhere that handled a signal yeah. would have been out. So if this if this power outage really went from Manhattan all the way to Long Island, then it probably would. I don't think she can get a signal. No, no, a landline, sure. Yeah. So what would happen is like your if, if your phone had a sort of like caller ID or even like a landline, like that would just be dark and you just pick up and like yeah. just push buttons. It wouldn't even tell you like what, what number you were you, you were going yeah. to. I uh, say so yeah, just the the old joys of uh, <laughs> of landlines. Um. So uh, he phones Monica. Hmm. And he's doing the whole mumbling thing. I mean, first of you, would you, 
And he tries it twice, and she doesn't hear it. So he's like, put Joey on the phone. <laughs> and he puts Joey on the phone. And every time he did it, he, like, raised his pitch. <laughs> I'm sitting on a vestibule. But the time it's like, <laughs> and Joey gets it. Yeah. And so he responds with a grunting thing. Grunting, which he doesn't, <laughs> which he doesn't need, need to. to do. But Chandler gets to go, yeah, like that thought hasn't opened my cross my mind. <laughs> <laughs> so we assume it's something a little sexual. Yep. Yeah. Um, back to the apartment. Monica, uh, the whole group is sharing like strangest place they've had sex stories. Yep. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm kind of with Ross. I'm not sure it's a story I want to be part of if my sister's in the room. No. But then he's got no problem sharing his story. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Joey's was the second floor of a New York City public library. Which I found out there are no toilets on the second floor of the New York City public library. They're all on the third floor. Oh, there we go. Um, to which point everybody's stunned that Joey was in a library. Uh, <laughs> Monica's was on a pool table. Um, Phoebe's is Milwaukee. <laughs> Ross's is it's the it's a, is the it's a small world after all ride at Disneyland, and uh, and it's kind of laugh so like creepy because we were never asked we could return back to the Magic Kingdom as opposed to like that's like indecent exposure. Yeah, we were banned from yeah. somewhere just there tee-hee-hee. children. Tee-hee-hee. We were asked never to return to the Magic Kingdom as opposed to no, you'd be on a registry. Yeah, yeah, because you've just had sex in front of a load of children. Yeah. effectively, you and you and Susan would yeah. both be yeah. Um, and then Rachel's was the foot of the bed. Now, learning what we learn about Rachel in later episodes about how she was in high school, I have a hard time believing foot of the bed is the strangest place she's had sex. Yeah, no. That was a cop-out They answer. definitely suggest she's very sexually active in high school. Yeah. Um, especially when, like, <laughs> there's, there's, there's a, a thing. Um, it's going to come up. I think it's season one. It could be season two when they do the uh, Hootie and the Blowfish episode. Yeah. And there's a suggestion that Rachel used to sleep with, sorry, um, this, this guy who they meet, his dad, who they, they meet this guy who's a lawyer. They used to babysit him when they were teenagers. Yeah. And he said, he says to Monica, you're not one of the ones who hooked up with my, who, who fooled around with, with my dad. Yeah. And then Rachel finds out they ran into this kid. She goes, Hey, how's his dad? dad. Yeah. <laughs> Suggesting. So I don't imagine that's a foot of the bed. No. No. Um, so there's a very weird stinger now between, and it's got vocals in it. I found out why. Okay, why is this? All of the music between bits and pieces is all acoustic rather than electric because of the blackout. Oh, is that a, like a conscious decision? Yeah. Oh, shut up. That's good. That's clever, isn't it? That's clever. I'll get, I'll get it. <laughs> but seriously, check out the stinger. It's, it's, it's not good. But knowing that, no, it's, it yeah. helps. Um, back to the apartment. And we find out that Rachel's, rather than go, that's gross, you expose yourself to children, mm. Rachel's bemoaning, that pun, she's pun, never, pun not intended, but I'll take it, that <laughs> she didn't, um, she's never, she's never that had that passion. kind of passion, that she just had to, had to go for it, a theme park. <laughs> um, and Ross says, hey, passion burns out. Eventually what you're left with, if you're lucky, is trust and security. And in my wife's case, lesbianism. <laughs> Which I thought was a funny <laughs> joke again. Funny, yeah. um, but Ross says he sees big passion in her future. And she tousles his hair as she walks away. Now, remember, remember, she was like basically one step away from like kissing his cheek as she was taking care of his arm two episodes ago. Yep. His head, sorry. Yeah, yeah. And he didn't move on that. I said, no, this is the chance to do it. At this point, you know, Ross is chuffed that she sort of, you know, played with his hair. And as she goes walking by, Joey just goes, never going to happen. <laughs> um, and Ross tries to feign that he doesn't know what he's talking about. And he goes, why not? 
And he goes, because you've waited too long, and now you're in the friend zone. Yeah. And you you asked if it was one of the first references to being in a friend zone. I've, the bit of trivia I found says this episode is one reason the term friend zone became a popular phrase in Western culture. When I was looking into names for this thing, oh my word. I mean, the friend zone is something up there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I missed this until now. That's quite funny, isn't it? Yeah. We, we may have to rethink this. <laughs> this could easily be the friend zone. Yep. Oh, dear. We may have to rethink this. Friends of the podcast is great, but I'm just stumbling upon this going, no, the friend zone makes a lot of sense. Yep. Yeah. Um, tune in next week for whatever. <laughs> whatever we decide to call it. What is called? We'll just change the name change every, every, week. every episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so he says, I'm not in the friend zone. And Joey says, Raj, you're the mayor of the zone. <laughs> and Raj goes, no, no. Every day I get a little bit closer to. And Joey says, priesthood. priesthood. Uh, and he says, he's waiting for the right moment. And Joey says, yeah, I get it. What's tripping you up now? the wine the candles the moonlight <laughs> and he goes you need to go for and then rachel comes in and they go shh, 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 shh. and then rachel goes what are we all shushing for and ross says we're we're trying to hear something and they'll get really quiet and then Mom, uh, rachel goes ah no. now in future seasons they would have ended she would have walked away ross would have looked at joey like crazy huh and he'd still yeah. be like i don't hear anything yeah but in this one they make him in on the joke yeah so yeah. joey isn't too stupid for joey yet like that's not even a game this episode no uh you know the stupidest thing joey does i don't know I don't think there really is anything there really isn't episode, one no. this episode at least i mean oh, we can change my mind but yeah uh, back to the vestibule gum is offered to chandler he turns it down because it's not sugarless <laughs> that's the, and we're going back it was very small bursts in the vestibule yeah um we have a switch and i don't know if you noticed we saw the world trade center in, in darkness oh, i didn't know yeah these no. two giant black pillars kind of yeah. raising up um and then we have uh we, we, did, we did get a phoebe song after all yes we got a dairy song uh <laughs> something about how we have no power and the milk is getting sour but I do not find that scary because I stay away from dairy. <laughs> la, 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 I didn't write the lyrics down, so I'm a bit off. I apologize. <laughs> uh, Ross is going to make his move. He tells us Joey. Joey gives him a hug like he's a man going into battle. <laughs> Monica also goes to go outside. That's where Rachel is, so Ross yep. can make his move. And Joey has to distract her by saying there's a birthday party that Ross is planning um phoebe gets upset that she's the last one to know yep i believe it is yeah this is one of only three episodes in the entire run that had a scene that was just monica phoebe and joey really which is this little bit right. yeah. uh, phoebe gets upset she's the last one to know she was the last one to know that monica had a crush on joey when he was moving in yep. they will pay that off in future seasons okay yes there's even now there's even a story that means that joey should know this yeah that's what i found is that yeah there's, yeah, there's a bit that means but there's that a bit where like joey joey gets him. completely naked yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 she offers him some, some some lemonade and turns around and he's doing the naked man <laughs> for uh for how much your motherism inside friends <laughs> um on the balcony ross is a question what's well, more of a general wonderment for rachel and she goes oh and he goes yeah now i judge rachel for not picking up what this means yeah, she just got distracted by a cat. <laughs> you know how high? Like, keep in mind, like they live way up high. Like this cat, like crawling around up there, wouldn't be like an oh, would be like oh my oh, word, get yeah, the cat. Because yeah, yeah. if it falls, 
It's dead. It's not nine lives. It's done. Yeah. Forget if it falls, like if it like falls and doesn't get like the next railing, it's going to like go clanging off them as it falls yeah. down, like 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 the guy from Avatar. <laughs> um. So apparently, David yeah. Swimmer allergic to cats. Was he really? Yeah. Ross tells his story. The cat shows up and it jumps on him, and then. We get a nice little bit of physical acting through the outside, but inside, we're showing it from the inside. Yeah. As raw as Joey, uh, Phoebe, and Monica sing, on top of the world, looking down on creation. That's how the melody should go. Yeah. Uh, Matt LeBlanc cannot sing or keep time to save his life. He's also <laughs> trying to snap on beat, and he's nowhere I close. I noticed that the clicking was off, but I couldn't really hear him. Oh, so if you, I if you listen, yeah, if you can I get it. I didn't know what I was listening for. Uh, I thought I was watching for something. So no, I was, no, no, he can't. You have to listen. His, he's nowhere close. Okay, he's really horrendous. Uh, Ross, and then, so we, we cut now to inside after the after the cat fight, <laughs> cat fight, yeah. and Ross is like we should put the cat in the in the in the, in the, the hall in the, in the corridor. Mm-hmm. And they go, it might get trampled. He goes, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, at what point are we supposed to be rooting for Ross again? Not not right now. No. Um, and he would do this. He would pout. He would get sullen. He would do all sorts of things. Yeah. Back to Chandler. Chandler then says, I don't know. On second thought, gum would be perfection. <laughs> she gives him one kind of semi amused by his turn of phrase he just goes i loathe myself and that lets us come back to phoebe and uh rachel looking for the cat's owner yep um and they run into we get i think it's probably our first appearance of mr heckles it is the first i think he's referred to as weird man in the, the script weird guy weird guy yeah he's not named yet yeah so uh this would be larry hankin yeah who's been on um 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 oh my word uh nick and russ don't know anything oh that's they've cool. had mr heckles on on the uh, maybe i should reach out yeah maybe i should reach out and see if we can get mr heckles that would be very cool for for uh, a future episode apparently though in this obviously they don't know who he is because they knock on his door and they don't they don't know, know who, who he is, is so it's not like the usual a, thing but yeah. there's a flashback episode that would suggest they did know who oh he was okay there we are <laughs> so um he they said he seems to hate you are you sure he goes, yeah, it's my cat. His name is Bob. Bob, Bob, Bob Buttons. Bob, Bob Buttons. Bob Buttons. And they say, Bob Buttons? Yes, Bob Buttons. Come here, Bob Buttons. <laughs> and the cat runs away. And uh, Phoebe, Rachel tells him he's terrible, or Phoebe does. <laughs> he goes, you owe me a cat. <laughs> and the cat runs off, and Rachel was following until she walks into the cat being held by uh, Paolo. 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 Um, uh, you said that like you have an inf- information on Paolo. Um. I've got his. Tr- I've got a translation of what he says. Okay, we'll come later back to on. That. Yeah. So um, we now cut back to the apartment, and Rachel brings in Paolo. Yeah. Um, touching him by the arm as she leads him in, and Monica is smitten. Paolo speaks very little English except for Monopoly. <laughs> and Phoebe's upset because she didn't know that Paolo owned the cat, and I guess this is Paolo. Yeah. And then Paolo goes over and says something to her. Do you have this? uh when she speaks to Phoebe, uh, Phoebe. that's yeah. what I'm talking about yep yeah yeah so his first his first bit is hi guys I just moved in and I live on the floor below so I guess we'll see a lot of each other so that's when he she's right. first been him to Phoebe he's Phoebe you're gorgeous too if all this beauty uh if you're all this beautiful I'll move in right here um, to which point she goes you betcha yeah <laughs> uh so um we'll imagine the next one's with Ross right uh no I've not got that bit I've only got that oh. bit on the balcony after oh that. okay so we'll go to that in a minute yeah so back to the vestibule and chandler's like i'll blow a bubble with this chewing gum <laughs> it's boyish 
it's charming and he goes to to blow it and if you're doing it with a piece of chewing gum it's really hard to blow a bubble because yeah. it's a very small piece of gum and he spits it out although when he spits it out now it looks more like a, a wad of bubble gum yeah absolutely uh and he goes well, just play with it easily just play now this is assuming that jill didn't notice it like go flying or make any sound i'm pretty sure she did because there's no other sound it's not like it's 2022 where you'd be on your bluetooth headphones connected to your phone and you wouldn't yeah. you wouldn't even have to talk to no. anybody like this is just pure silence so yeah. any sound would be picked up um, but anyway, he grabs a piece of gum. It's just sitting on top of the cat. Like, it's you gross. You wouldn't even if it was your own gum. At least you do wouldn't it, do at that. Le- yeah, because of what it just landed on. Yeah. But uh, he goes ahead. He puts his mouth. He goes, you've saved it. He said, this is someone else's gum. And he's choking. She asks, are you okay? And he gives like this, yeah, I'm great sign. It feels like a stupid time to do that if you're going to die. Um, and he, she gives him the Heimlich. He spits the gum out. He says, thank you. That was, that was... He says, perfection. <laughs> and he realizes he's been a fool. Yep. You know my favorite, favorite part of first aid? If someone you is You say choking, first aid or a first date? First first aid. Okay. If someone is choking, you suspect someone to be choking, the first thing you're supposed to do is ask them, are you choking? Yeah. <laughs> because if they are able to audibly answer, then they're not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Paolo is explaining the stars in Italian and Ross mimics him. Yeah. He is saying... Look at the moon, look at the stars, look at everything that's beautiful. Ah. So actually rather similar to what Ross is saying when he's out there at the beginning. To which Ross is like... So Rachel goes over to her friends and says, this is so unlike me, but look at him. What am I doing? And Monica volunteers to do it if she doesn't want to. (laughs) And she says, this is three seconds looking into his eyes was more exciting than three weeks in Italy with Barry. To which point Phoebe asks if he tried mopeds. (laughs) Mopeds are pretty fun. Um, Ross then tries, goes to Paolo and tries to suggest that he and Rachel are kind of a thing. Now, I know we're aligned to Ross. Yeah. And I know that we're supposed to want to see them together. Yeah. I'm not cool with this. No. Because they're not a thing. No, they're not. And him um, trying to take advantage of Paolo's, uh, like Paolo's like a good looking man. He's the last guy you want to see come in. Yeah, absolutely. But taking advantage of his language barrier. Yeah. Because he can't report what Ross said back to him to Rachel. Like, no, no, he's misunderstood. Yeah. Um, So he's kind of trying to explain and he goes, you know, so uh, Rachel and I, uh, he goes, have the sex. (laughs) He's like, nope, nope, nope. That's not, that's not it. I said, we should be together. So if you get in, he goes, the bed. (laughs) He goes, no, no. If you get in the way, then I would be very sad. Yeah. Um, and he says, do you know the word crap weasel? <laughs> Paolo goes, no, 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 you're a huge crap weasel. And Paolo is seeing the positive face and going, yeah. I'm being, but th- again, I'm not really cool with this. No. Um, in the vestibule, Jill and Chandler are playing avoid the pen. Yep. Because the pens used to be on little chains, so you yeah. wouldn't steal it's, them. It's a fun game. Yeah, it looked all right. Especially if you've got nothing else to do. You yeah. can find all sorts of stuff for yourself to do. We go back And to I love you. that it was obviously her that introduced it because I makes her a nice person it does yeah and she's a regular person we're just playing uh we go to the back into the apartment the last candle there's a countdown it goes three two one and we cut to minus 47 and then finally (laughs) someone blows it out they decide who can make the scariest voices and then as soon as ross does come on guys listen to this the lights come back on and rachel and paolo are sucking face smooching 
Yep. Um, and so Ross goes, uh, 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 oh. And then Joey comes over, and you think for a minute he's going to be supportive. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, probably not the best time to bring this up, but you have to throw a party for Monica. <laughs> And that's uh, where the episode, the main episode ends. Uh, the coda, uh, Jill and Chandler say goodbye. She kisses him on the cheek. He collapses on the door in a scene that will be in many an opening montage. <laughs> um, and then he goes to the CCTV and asks for a copy of the tape. And that's really about it. So I've got this call. I'm calling this the water cooler. Yeah. The water cooler. So we're going to have a couple conversations here. Okay. Um, I mean, just the two plots. Yep. Uh, we had um, those who were involved at Monica's apartment, so everybody but Chandler. Yeah. With the real plot being Ross is going to ask Rachel yeah, out. Yeah. Everybody else is a supporting player in that narrative. Mm-hmm. Joey's in the know a bit, which is nice. Yeah. Because we're kind of like Joey then. We get to be on sort of that's where we're pinned to. Mm-hmm. We know as much as him. We know more than Monica. We know more than Phoebe. Yeah. Although apparently Phoebe getting upset about not knowing everything is usually actually Ross that finds things out last. Okay. Like over as a whole he finds out about about Chandler and Monica last. Yeah, about Rachel being pregnant last. About a couple of different bits and pieces. <laughs> to be fair, Rachel finds out that she and Ross are still married last. <laughs> yeah, there is that. <laughs> um, so we we go there, um, and the B plot is obviously um, Chandler and Joe Goodacre. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, what's changed? Ross is actively now pursuing Rachel. Yeah, he is bit the bullet and is attempting the gear has shifted he's going to try and make that move and the problem is he's missed his window yeah so now he has to wait not out of shyness but out of necessity because it's she's in a relationship it's the polite thing to do yeah absolutely yeah um anything else that's changed not for chandler not for joey not for phoebe no not for Monica. Apparently, there's an additional cut in one of the DVD episodes, I think, when they do the bit with um, Monica apparently having a crush. Um, she ends up confessing it to Joey, uh, confessing to Joey that she liked his arms when she first saw him. I've seen that. Uh, yeah, and then that yeah. leads to Joey flirting using using his hey, arms. Hey, Monica, have you seen my arms? Yeah, 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 yeah. And, yeah, and then he basically tells her to shut up. That's the thing, is that on the DVDs, you'd sometimes get a slightly elongated episode, and so, so now they've become a bit normalized for me, because for years, that's how we watch them. Yeah, of course. Through the DVDs in. Um, so, favorite friend? In this episode. That's, yeah, that's the gimmick. Um... Whose episode is this? Either... Oh. Who's the MVP of the episode? It's really what should we say. Probably Chandler, isn't it? And, which is impressive because he's I, not with the rest of the group. I think it's totally a Ross episode. You? It's totally a Ross it's episode. It's one of the two that he got voted for an Emmy for. Oh, he really? For an Emmy for, yeah. Ross totally, totally, he gets voted for or he wins it for? Uh, nominated for, okay. I think. He totally, uh, yeah, this is this is his story. Yeah, but I don't like Ross in this episode. I guess I guess when I said favorite, it's a bit of a difficult way to put yeah. it. But I mean, whose story is this? This oh, week? whose story is this? Then Ross's. It's, it's Ross's. This is Ross's episode. Yeah. He comes out. Oh, he, oh, does he come out the best? Maybe not. I think Chandler comes out arguably the best, yeah. or, or Joey. Yeah. But it's Ross's episode. Yeah, absolutely. It's not Rachel's. It's an episode where she's she's just she's oblivious. She is the she is the prize to be won in yeah. this, which she's for a lot of season one actually. Yeah. Um, favorite joke or moment? Um. um, 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 um. There weren't many. I guess the. I guess I like the cutaway of them playing with that pen. Okay. Like I just that just humanized both of them instantly. For the second straight episode, I'm going with a Joey moment. Mm. I'm going with the never gonna happen. Yeah. <laughs> as Ross walks away. Yeah, yeah. 
I think that's 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 easily the best. And the second best might be you have to throw Monica a birthday party. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cuz it's so lazy sitcommy stuff mm. at the when 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 it said the first time the joke was, oh, I'm planning a birthday yeah, party. Yeah. Oh. And they come back to it. Well, they come back to it at the right time because it's been just long enough for you yeah. to forget. And this feels like James Burroughs. Yeah. Because he writes Cheers, right? Yeah, so yeah, think about all those jokes in Cheers where they let you just let forget it, about it yeah. just long enough. Yeah, absolutely. And they say it in the perfect way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is something that I wouldn't have known if we hadn't have looked, if I hadn't have been doing and looking at who directed this episode and yeah. saw James Burroughs and went, oh, come on. So we had Pamela Fryman last week. We had yeah. James Burroughs this week. Um, I've called this one the costume department. Yes. It's a new one this week. Someone's outfit, which you would choose to wear. I really struggle with this one because there's not many outfits. It's, it's, it's really close to being a bottle episode. Yeah, really yeah. close to being a bottle episode. Uh, probably Jill's. Jill Goodacre. Yeah, because it's the, it's the most simple, if not Joey's, which I, is just jeans and a pink t-shirt. I was with, I was with Chandler until he took the coat off. Yeah. And he's got this, like, I don't even know what the material is, this vest he's wearing. <laughs> so at that point, I had to go, no. But up until then, he had a pea coat. He had, oh, you know, yeah, 90s oversized khakis. So I'm going to go with Ross's sweater. I like Ross's sweater. Oh, I know. It's got a turtleneck. Nope. See, do I don't it. know if I can pull it off, but I like the way it looks on him. Yeah, it looks good on so him. So I will try. Yeah. I, I would try it. Actually, I don't know if I, I'm a big guy, too. I'm not sure big guys work with turtlenecks. I don't know. Uh, but I definitely can't do his vest. Yeah. No. No. So I'm going to go with, with the sweater. Um, definitely not Paolo. Paolo had this like. Tight white, white t-shirt. clingy. Yeah, basically. it's You'd expect something like that. It was very close to the female fashion of the day, actually. Yeah. Really thin material, really tight and white or black. Yep. Um, guest star of the episode. There's two to choose from. Jill. I'm going because to. Because I was genuinely impressed. I'm going to go with Paolo. Because mm-hmm. Paolo gets a couple of punchlines. Yeah, I suppose so. And Paolo will have a small run. Yeah. And so you don't just want it to be about that, but Joe, Joe, was, Joe was just something for, for Matthew Perry to act off of. Yeah, but I thought she did a really good job for yeah, what it was. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, we, we could have said heckles, but we didn't. No. No. Things that fell flat. Um, I'm going to go with Ross's jealousy overall. Yeah, Ross. In, I, I didn't like Ross in the second half of the episode. Ross sulks. Ross wants to throw a cat in the corridor. Yeah. Ross um, and what he does with uh, Paolo. Yeah. Don't like it. No. Things that show this is the 90s. The fashion. Well, it's always the fashion, <laughs> always isn't the fashion. it? Uh, there's not a whole lot outside of that, I think. I said the fact that they're actually getting cash from an ATM, and yeah. that's really more like 90s, 2000s, 2010s. It just shows it's not 2020. Yeah, yeah. When, you know, COVID happened and we all stopped using ATMs. Yeah. I, like, I had like 10 pounds in my wallet for like a year and a half. I mean, I never really used cash anyway before then, yeah. but... Yeah, no, to a cultural level, yeah, definitely. Um, outside of that, not really. This was a pretty... I guess blackouts that last this long? Oh, for black- that amount of space? Blackouts could still last this long. No, but for that, for over that amount of, like, area. I think it could. I mean, it probably could, but I, I think it's much more unlikely to now. All right. I mean, I've, I've never been in a blackout that's lasted more than a few hours. Of that side, yeah, yeah. Well, they, uh, they, were, they only went than, a few hours, but like more than like just the the one village. Like, oh. I've never been in a county wide okay. one. Um, pitch an alternate title. Um, the one with the, the one with the cat. I don't know. The one with the the one with the friend zone. Yeah, the one with the Italian. The one with Paolo's cat. The one with Paolo's cat. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm struggling to go beyond that. Yeah, and the, the one with the ATM, like. Yeah. 
Um, the one where Chandler chokes. Yeah, I suppose so. But like, other than that, it's a bit. The one where Chandler almost dies. Yeah, you can do that. But I think the one with Paolo's cat's gonna be my win for me. Yeah. Um. So, uh, the critics. I actually got some critics here. Oh, okay. Uh, the AV Club, which is a major, um, a major uh, sort of review website, mm-hmm. called the episode a little bit bland, a little too distressingly cliche. Mm-hmm. The British website Digital Spy put this episode on their list of Friends best fifteen episodes ever. It appeared on the best of Friends DVD three. Rolling Stone called this one of the top twenty five episodes of Friends, and. Much like gum, the Hollywood Reporter ranked this episode as perfection. Put it in the top <laughs> twenty-five overall. I'm not nearly as big on it as they are. No, it's an, it's a good, it's a fun episode, but it's not brilliant. Again, it's a very sitcommy episode. It's also very close to being a bottle episode. Very close to being a bottle episode. Chandler, I mean, for all the stuff he does with his own voiceover, and he's very good with it. You miss him in the group. You as well. miss Chandler in the group. Yeah. Because if you don't, though, it is a bottle episode. Now, it's not it's not a bottle episode in real time, but it's a no. bottle. I guess they go outside and they look for the cat. Yeah, but that's... But for the most part, it's a pretty clean thing, and it gives us some, I guess, relief from the one storyline. Yeah. It does give us a secondary storyline. Which I'm very grateful of. As small as it is. And then you got to think about, if it's not this, then what is it? Yeah. And what do you do in the house with a second? And maybe they're not there yet as a, as a, as a, as a writing staff. No. Because they'd get there, but maybe they're not there yet. So uh, the ratings, though, uh, IMDb puts this at 8.9. Wow. Which is really high. And I'm sitting there going, is this the right episode? Um, and it was seen by 23.5 million viewers. Which was the series high when it which first Which was episode. the h- higher than the pilot. Yeah. Yeah, this is the all-time high point at this point. Was the one before it very, very good? Did it no, just the one before it's just Monica. It's just kind of kooky. It's the one where uh, Joey gets a job as Al Pacino's butt double. Did that? Was it because of the, the marketing, the blackout? Uh, because they all. I imagine it sweeps. Yeah. We, talk, we talked about sweeps a little bit. I think it was off mic. We talked about sweeps. Yeah, I didn't really week. understand the concept of sweeps. Sweeps is like a showcase. So every every, or maybe the maybe the um, ratings as far as how many people are watching it are, mm-hmm. are a little bit more specific. But this, some some weeks in November are considered sweeps, and it's the singular metric by which audience size is measured. So you can then charge money based on that score so for advertising. So if every TV show is like based on that week's ratings, yes, right, okay. So kind of consider it like a final exam. Yeah, yeah, I got you. And then based on that, we go, hey, we 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 pulled in twenty five. Uh, what did I say? It was twenty three point five million viewers. Yeah. That's what you're paying for. Yeah. So no, you, you have to pay more than you did last time. Because last time we were averaging 19 million, or we gave you 19 million. Yeah. Now we're giving you 23.5. So you owe us at least another 25% on top yeah. of that. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, and so that was really, uh, that's now it's just time for, for, for our ratings. Uh, we've done two episodes. The, the first one was the one with the laundromat. Which one do you prefer? Uh, this one, I think. I think I prefer laundromat. Oh, okay. I, I like three, three, three narratives. Yeah. And I like the pairings. This one's a bit. It's Ross Rachel. Maybe that's why it's so high. Maybe that's why it's eight point nine. It's 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 yeah, a Ross I Rachel did, episode. That's not the bit I liked. I liked all the other bits. Yeah. So maybe it's why. But it's probably why I don't like it. It's it's too. I don't like Paolo. I never did. It felt like a very obviously contrived. Here's an obstacle. Yeah. Um. Just at the perfect moment, here's the fate out to get Ross, yeah. and then it turns Ross into someone I don't like. Yeah. So then, who's my who? Am I I guess Joey's the guy I'm cheering for, but. Because Rachel's always a hard sell for me as well. Yeah. 
Rachel's vain. She's a bit vapid. She has a bit where she pretends she can hear something. Mm. Uh, I don't think it's a great episode for any of them. So uh, Chandler, I think Chandler, Chandler and Joey come off the best for me in the episode overall, mm-hmm. even if it's a Ross episode. Yeah. So back to my who wins the episode. Okay, I'm going to change my vote. It's a Ross episode, but you know who wins the episode? I'm going to go Joey. I think Joey wins the episode. Because of that joke on the sofa. He's just a good friend throughout. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's trying to, he gives him the hug. He makes him feel bad. He lets Ross do the blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And he does. And he understands whole, Chandler on the phone. Yeah, like I, th- I think I think Joey does win this. Yeah. Um. So there is that. So all that's left to do is the rest of our ratings. We've said uh, you've said one. I've said the other. I'm going to give this a seven out of ten. Yeah, seven. Seven out of ten. Yeah. So I went seven for the last one. I don't know if it's a six and a half. I'm going to go seven. I think Chandler's enough in it, but yeah. Yeah. So we rank it ever so slightly lower than the last episode as we, we pair ourselves up. So there yeah. we go. That's what we thought. We are still trying to figure out a way to get our um, our friends of the podcast yeah. on the uh, on, on their feedback on this. And uh, stay tuned for that. Hey, and it's time right now to touch base with what some of our friends of the podcast felt. Some people who are stuck, hopefully not stuck, but are in our friend zone. That's our Patreon backers. And what did they think about this episode? It's a Patreon exclusive uh, capacity here at the BFE. Uh, so let's talk to friend of the podcast. I'd have the echo, but I'm trapped in a vestibule by myself here about 20 minutes before this goes out. But we want to give some love to Dwayne Smith, who says the one with the blackout is one of those classic episodes. I've seen it so many times. It's still very sitcom, but they start to but they have started to develop the characters a bit. There are a few firsts in here. The first time Phoebe's the last to know. The first time we see Mr. Heckles, who is one of my favorite recurring characters. And of course, we meet the crap weasel himself, Paolo. I hate him. But then again, I guess that's the point. Chandler's separated from the group, so Ross takes up the position of a joker in his absence. Chandler is stuck in a vestibule with Jill Goodacre, whom I've never heard of the first time I saw this episode. Yeah, I'm right there with you, Dwayne. So it's a bit wasted on me. I've since found out she was a Victoria's Secret model. Overall, it's a great episode. They use the blackout as a good backdrop, but also a great storytelling device. Thanks a lot, Dwayne Smith. If you want to see how you can contribute and be one of our friends of the podcast, be in our friend zone, go ahead and check it out. That's patreon.com slash BFE. We kept it simple for you. And now, oh, the power has miraculously come back on, and I'm going to throw you back to your regularly scheduled pod. Um, but we're going to talk about what we're doing next. Mm-hmm. So again, we're going to skip a week. Yeah. I think it's just one week. Um, or is it the very next week? I forget. I, I put my, my list away. But <laughs> the next one we're doing is the one where Underdog gets away. I don't think I remember that. Underdog is a giant balloon. This is the okay, first yeah. Friends Thanksgiving it's a episode. Thanksgiving episode. So you got to love the Friends Thanksgiving's yeah. episodes. It's the first one. So Chandler won't eat Thanksgiving food, <laughs> and everybody wants their potatoes done a little bit differently. <laughs> so there we go. Wonderful. So that's what we're gonna do. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, uh, thanks for if you made it this far. Well, thank you, uh, yeah. and thanks for for staying with us as long as you did to talk about. Here, let's talk about a little bit of Friends. Um. Yeah, and uh, it was good to talk. Hopefully, you didn't get trapped in a vestibule whilst you were uh, listening to it. But now we are equipped in a world with mobile phones and podcasts. Yeah, 
and Bluetooth headphones or even wired headphones to get you through so you don't have to spend time talking to Victoria's Secret models <laughs> like that thought ever entered your head. Mm-hmm. So please, jo- any, any closing thoughts? No, I'm happy. No? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So please join us next time when we get together to talk about the one where underdog gets away for the time being anyway friends of the podcast a bfe retrospective my name's ian and i've been jordan and until next time we are on a break